Hey everyone, I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is going to throw us curveballs, that we're going to doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason, and I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important, in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. Hey there, everyone. This is Coach Kelly, and welcome to episode 149 of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. I'm so excited because, like I told you, I have a fellow coach and colleague and dear friend and collaborator and a first-time guest on the podcast. I'm so excited. We've talked about this for quite some time, and we actually have some plans for some really cool episodes But given our theme this month of being up against it, I could not think of a better person to bring on because she has such incredible stories and tips and and tips and strategies and all the things that she's going to share. She's going to bring her experience of being up against it. My dear friend, Meg, Megan Myra Moore. I call her Coach Meg. I call her Meg. I never call her late for dinner. She's always on time. And so she's going to talk about having the power of the right question, how that's helped her move through things. And it can also help you too. So Ah, I am, I've been waiting like a kid in a candy store for Meg to be here. So really quick, I want to let you all know and remind you that Lift Her is back and a new cohort is going to start in April, on April 12th to be exact. So you're going to hear me remind you about that because if you're a woman in business or do you want to start your own business or you've been thinking about taking a leap looking to design whatever's next for you in 2023, and you are ready to make bold and massive moves. You also love collaborating with highly committed and motivated women. Guess what? It's 100% for you. So click on the link in the show notes and apply today. I would love to support you. Let's go. Also, coming in March, I have a three-pack of Empower Her workshops coming. It's a little bit different than the Empower Her Challenge, and it's chock full of goodness. And we're going to talk about those in March, but I just wanted to tease that up right now and let you know. So mark your calendars, be ready to listen in for those. They're going to be so amazing. So like I said, Meg, I got to know Meg, gosh, two, three years ago, three, about three years ago. I met Meg when she was taking a leap of faith and going back to school. And y'all know my story. I took a leap of faith, went back to school to create a career change for myself. And Meg found that, you know, something was kind of itching in her and she wanted something, something more. So she went through coach training and it was TCE, which is, y'all have heard her, Cammie McLaren's coach training program. Uh, Cammie's been on the podcast quite a few times, as a matter of fact. I got to meet Meg when she was a student in there. And then I had the opportunity to also work with her further as she was part of the coaching staff helping to grow coaches, like literally grow coaches. I think we want to say that, right? Helping them become coaches. Uh, Amazing. And I got to work with her there. 
We have worked together um, in the baller retreats. Y'all have heard me talk about baller, Ali Goff, and all that. So we've gotten to play a lot together, and we are very committed to more of that. So she's amazing. I cannot wait for you guys to experience Meg. She's literally one of my favorite coaches. She's brilliant. And I'm so excited she's here. So let me give you a little bit about Meg. Meg is a risk taker. She's a coach. She is also an attorney, an educator, a writer, an inspirer, and a catalyst for change. Y'all know why I love Meg. She's a catalyst for change. She supports hardworking, overworked professionals and the organizations they work for so that they achieve their next evolution. She believes you have the answers that you need and she has the right questions so you can unlock those answers. At pivotal moments in Meg's life, someone asked her the right question, which for Meg opened up possibilities so that she could get the results she wanted. Now, Meg pays that forward by partnering with people and organizations so they can see the possibility and create the lives and businesses they want. That is the power of the right question. And that is my dear friend, Meg Moore. Meg, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited you're here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, the day has come. The day has come, Meg. (laughs) Here we are. So Meg, I know I just shared a little bit about you, but can you, from your own words or your own mouth, can you give us a little background of you and remind our friends like what you do right now? Yeah, absolutely. I will use my mouth and my own words. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you hit the nail on the head. I am a coach um, and I work with all sorts of professionals. My, my main focus is with attorneys because I just came up with this phrase recently and I'm loving it. I used to be a full-time attorney and I um, worked at firms and I ran my own practice. Now being an attorney is my side hustle (laughs) and being a coach and working with attorneys and law firms or legal organizations. That's my main job, my main responsibility. um, And that's my main hustle. So so I do a little bit of legal practice on the side and a lot of coaching and um, work with professionals of all sorts, but many, many attorneys and legal organizations are in there as well. That's amazing. I love how you put that. It's like my full-time gig is now my side hustle. And here's where I'm like pouring so much energy into supporting professionals having what they want in their lives. I think it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And so you all know that we have talked about in the podcast this month and Meg listens to the podcast. So this is not a surprise to her. We have been talking about what it means to be up against it. We've talked about, we've talked about a little self-love this month too. And we also, last week, we're talking about fear and courage. And, you know, they all sort of go wrapped up in together. So Meg, I'm curious because I was able to share with my friends here what it means to me to be up against it. But for you, what does being up against it mean to you? You know, I think being up against it is when you're faced with the challenge, right? There's something happening when I'm working with clients and often for me, it's career related, but that that's not, it's not limited to that. It could be mm-hmm. being up against it in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, being up against it with yourself. Maybe there's something you want for yourself. That's not career related, but for me, when you're up against it, 
there's some sort of resistance happening. Like there's a put, I, I know we're not on video, but like I'm pushing my hands yeah. together. Like there's a push right against like, here's this thing I want and here's me trying to get it, but there's resistance back and forth. Sometimes I think being up against it is invigorating, right? You're like, Oh, I'm going to go. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it is the opposite of that. It feels defeating. You're exhausted. I know you talk Kelly a lot about the how of it. Like we get exhausted because we don't know how. Yes. Um, and so we're, we're up against it because we're trying to figure out how and and then having to di- go back and be like, wait a minute, why? <laughs> and I think ultimately being up against it is when you're noticing like there's something you want and you're not you're not getting it like you're or you feel like you're not getting it. And so yeah. it's that moment of like, like I said, pushing those hands together of like that tension of like, I want this thing, but I can't break through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a great distinction. I want the thing but I can't seem to break through and up against it feels different for people. You know, for me, a lot of times when I'm up against it and I go into like, what's the emotion that's happening right now? For me, it's not always invigorating. I'm just going to say, but sometimes it is like, I got that when you said that I really did. I think when I jumped out of a plane, I was up against it and then I jumped and it was invigorating, right? Like, so I can get what that meant, right? But I know sometimes for me, it's, it's shoot, I'm scared. That's what's Mm -hmm. happening. Like, you know, that's the thing. That's the clue. And Meg is so, so true. Y'all know that. Like it's, if I'm ever like, how, 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 how I am fully up against it versus like, why, 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 why? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good, thank you, Meg, for sharing that because it is different for people. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit different. And I would encourage everyone, like, stop for a moment and think about what does that mean to me when I'm up against it? Like, what what's happening and what does that mean? And how does it feel? Mm, yeah. How does it feel? I, I think that question about how does it feel that got me thinking, too. I think when I am really up against it is also when I don't believe in myself or I, mm-hmm. I have like I don't believe I don't believe I can achieve the thing, be the thing, get the thing. I think there's like a there's a feeling of, of not being able to, so not, not believing in myself. I, I don't know doubt. I don't know what that, I don't know what the, the one word description of that is, but that yeah. for me, I know we'll talk a little bit about that later, but it is that thought of like, I'm not, I'm not ever going to get there and now yes. I'm up against it. Oh yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. I'm not believing in myself right now. And a belief is nothing but a feeling of certainty. That's what a belief is, right? So that's a beautiful description. If I'm not believing in myself, well, then certainly I'm probably feeling up against it. And so there's an opportunity for some shifts. There's an opportunity to get some support and move through that a hundred percent. Now, y'all, Meg has some really great stories that she has, has agreed to share with you all on times when she has been up against it. And I really can't wait for you to hear them. So Meg, can you, she she has three stories. So we're going to go with them. Three stories. And we love threes here. So three Perfect. stories. So I know, right? So I get that from my friend Paige. Paige is all about the threes. And I'm like, threes are good. I love threes. So I think there's a, there's a rule of three in comedy. There is a rule of three in comedy. Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's a whole other episode, Meg. Write that down. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay. So Meg, can you please share with us a time where you, like one of the stories where you have felt up against it? 
Yeah. And I'll preface it with this. This is where the power of the right question comes from. Mm. And I was not aware of that at the time it was happening. And in fact, I wasn't aware of it until I was launching this business and I was working with a marketing expert on figuring out like my tagline. And that person said to me, it sounds like there's been a number of pivotal moments where someone's asked you a question and it's changed the trajectory of your life. And I was like, oh man, yes, that's it. So I'm sure there's been many more instances of this, but the first one I can think of is when I was in college, um, I got into a little bit of trouble with alcohol in my room Mm. and I was not yet 21. And maybe I was a resident assistant at the time. (laughs) And just maybe. (laughs) I won't go into the whole story, but the ending of that portion of the story is I was let go, or as we might say, fired from that job. Yeah. Um, And it was really devastating for a number of reasons that I'm not just devastating. I was sad. I had made a good group of friends. I was super embarrassed and I felt just a lot of shame around it. Yeah. And then um, one of my, I have four older <laughs> sisters. That could also be its own podcast episode. <laughs> oh, write that down. The more girls, that could actually be a great podcast. Anyway, yes. so I have four older sisters and, you know, and I'm, it, it, I got fired right before the holiday break. And so one of my sisters said to me, well, would you want to come? Like, maybe do you want to take a semester off and regroup and come and live in Chicago? She, where she lived and live with her. And I immediately was like, no. Because my my brain is, no, I go to school, I've got four years, and I'm going to finish. And I didn't even consider, I would just didn't consider it when she asked it. And then we ended that conversation or got off the phone. Maybe we were in person. I can't remember if we were together or not. And then a few days went by. And I was like, I could use a break. Mm -hmm. I could use some time off. And I know I'll come back to school. And at the time I lived in Florida, I was at at the University of Florida, go Gators. For your your fans who aren't Gator fans, that's okay. Keep listening to Coach Kelly. And for those of you who are Gator fans, go Gators. So (laughs) it was a lot, you know, that was a big, I would leave, you know, where I was living and go to Chicago in this big city. Um, And I also love Chicago. And so her asking me that question, I would never have said, I'm going to take a semester off. Sure. She asked me the question and come January, guess what? Yeah. I was living in Chicago. It's amazing. It's amazing. And you know, what's so interesting too, is I would imagine that your sister probably didn't necessarily have an agenda. Do you know what I mean? I think, right. right, Like listening to you and asking you what, what Meg and I often refer to as a curious question that the curious questions are oftentimes the right question. (laughs) Right. And so by her being with you, you know, seeing where you were and offering you a new possibility through a question, not telling, right? Not telling you, hey, Meg, this is what you should do. You should take a semester off. You should come live with, right? But literally being with you where you were and asking you a powerful and curious question. Yeah, and absolutely. Right? And how we know it is, is because look what Meg said. At first it was like, nope, this is the way, this is my, these are my rules. This is how I do it. And as she really stopped to consider what her sister asked her, she realized, yeah, actually a break would serve me and she could get into what that might start to look like. That is huge. That's It was huge. Mm -hmm. And I'll share that when I left, a number of my friends were like, don't go. You're never going to come back. Sure. There was no doubt in my mind I would come back to school. When I got back, 
I got my button gear. I ended up graduating with honors. I really worked hard my last year, my last year in that summer in school to get really good grades and get and graduate with honors. Like it, it really made a change in my in my life in in undergrad. So yeah. That's incredible. And it, like you didn't even know that was possible. Right. Right. And yeah. so wow, that's huge. That's huge. It was great. I yeah, that's amazing. And well done, right? Like well done in knowing like I know because there's always the people out there that have the opinion, don't do it. We I call them the shooters. Yeah. <laughs> the shooters, mm-hmm. right? Which often they have positive intent. Like, Meg, don't you know? No one ever comes back when they leave. And Meg's like, I do. And yeah. not only do I come back, but I'm gonna do it really well. And I'm gonna I'm gonna graduate with honors. And so you did. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well done, Meg. Well done. Thank trusting you. yourself. Trusting yourself. That's another part of that. That's another yeah. part of that. What's another story, Meg? And so the next time, again, that stands out to me that this happened, is this is also, maybe this happens a lot when I'm embarrassed. The third story isn't about being embarrassed, though. <laughs> but so um, in 2003, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and with his passing, he was a younger, he was 73, but young for, sure. I guess it depends on one's perspective. And so I was just about to turn 30. And after he died, I was like, I want to do something different with my life for myriad reasons. And so I was like, I'm going to apply to law school. Mm. So I applied to law school. I did a lot of research and reached the decision about law school. I applied to three different schools and the job that I was currently in, everyone knew I was, I was going to go to law school. Like it, and it was okay. Like that was exciting thing. People were happy for me. Um, There wasn't a lot of opportunity for me to be upwardly mobile in that particular company. So everyone knew, well, come, I'm going to say like, June or July of 2004, when you're getting your responses, well, you'll be darned, Kelly, if I didn't get accepted to any of the schools I applied to. So now I'm in a job that I really wanted to leave. Okay. I have told everyone I'm going to law school. And now people are asking like, so when are you leaving? What's happening? And I'm like, embarrassed. Like, I don't really remember the feeling of embarrassment. I just know I was to be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get in. At the time, um, I was working with the therapist and I was in therapy kvetching about I didn't get in and now I'm stuck in this job, really negative, and I'm stuck in this job, blah, 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 you know, just yeah. really like feeling stuck. And she says to me, sort of a, a question, but it was a sounds like a reflection. She was like, Oh, it sounds like you you feel like you can't quit your job anyway. <laughs> and I it, it's a moment that I recall feeling like, you know, you know, when you see the picture where the light bulb goes off. Oh, totally. Yeah. I felt in my body, like I sat up, the light bulb exploded. I mean, I was like, and she too, I want to point out, she did not have an agenda. This woman didn't care whether I stayed at work, left work, reapplied to law school. She didn't care. She just was reflecting to me. Hey, does this sound right? It sounds like you feel like you have to stay. You can't quit. Light bulb explodes. And I was like, oh my I can quit my job. Yes. I don't have to stay. Yes. And so I did. And I took a four month cross country road trip in my mini Cooper. (gasps) Again, that's a whole other episode. I traveled, put 11,000 miles on my car. I saw friends and family. I stayed by myself. Um, I stayed at a youth hostel. Like I, it was just this amazing trip. I reapplied to law school. I got a consulting gig while I was on the road and then went to law school in 2005 instead of in 2004. 
Amazing. Amazing. And I love that too, because again, the right question is never like Megan and I all both want y'all to know that the right question is not one that you have manufactured. Okay. Notice what Meg just said. The therapist didn't have, she didn't have an agenda. She literally was holding up a mirror for Meg is what she was doing by reflecting what she heard. You know, it sounds like you don't feel like you can quit. Like, it sounds like you don't think you can leave this job because that's what Meg was saying. And so literally by holding that mirror up and literally by being with Meg, staying curious and reflecting, we call that holding up a mirror. Meg had this amazing, like visceral experience, right? Like, did you all, I could feel that, like the light bulb go through her body and up like bing, 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 and then created an extraordinary adventure. It's true. And it wasn't, I didn't, I don't also get, I didn't, well, I could have, but I didn't like leave her office and file my resignation letter. I just had this moment of like, I can choose. Sure. Yeah. I have an option and I don't want to stay where I am right now. I'm not, it's not, I'm not happy here. I'm going to get my, when we talking about ducks earlier, get my ducks in a row and and make a change. And yes. And what a wonderful thing that I have that happened. And I created and all of that from, from that one, like, Hey, it sounds like this. Is that right? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And like, it's not like a movie where you get the light bulb and you just go out and the next thing you know, you're on an adventure, like Meg said, but the important part that I love that you said, Meg is like, suddenly that light bulb for me was I'm at choice. I'm at choice. I can make some choices and then get curious about what is it that I want to do next. And I'll bet, tell me, Meg, were there some shooters in this that were like, what are you doing? Oh, for sure. Right. How are you going to pay for that? Aren't you going to deplete your savings? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. As a matter of fact. So, and, and she also found ways she consulted while she was on the road. So, you know, she generated income while she was on the road. And then also guess what? She got to apply for a lot because there's no end to where you can apply. Right. So she went again. She, you know, Meg, what's so interesting to me is it's almost like, you know what? I took another break. Like, like Mm -hmm. you remember like when you were at the university and then you took the break and you went to Chicago so that you could get um, clear, you know, take a break, went back and then slayed. It's kind of the same thing here. Like what I'm hearing. I mean, I don't know that you, you're not thinking that at the time, but in looking at it, it's like, huh, there's something about giving yourself that opportunity to pause. Yeah. Take a break. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love this story. And I know you have another one and I, I've got to hear it. Tell, t- can you tell us your next story, so, please? So my third story, now I'm thinking about, does my third story involve a break? And now I'm like, no, I wish I'd taken a little break, but I, I didn't. <laughs> so my third story is um, I was working with a coach. Um, so yeah. I've been practicing law at the time for eight, eight and a half years, nine years. Um, and I was at a firm where I really loved my colleagues but the work was like depleting me. I was stressed. I was working long hours. I was working on vacations. The story of many attorneys' lives. Um, again, feeling like I don't have choices. Mm-hmm. And so I went to, I started working with the lovely Cami McLaren. I will give her a shout out. Um, hey now. Yeah. And and um, initially kind of working on 
can I be happy where I am? Like really recognizing I have choices and I'm choosing this job. There are things I don't like about it, but I am choosing to be here. Mm -hmm. And for me, it became clear that there was things that couldn't change at that firm that I did not have control over that would not change. So it wasn't the right fit for me anymore. So then we're thinking about what's next, what's next. And I recall saying something along the lines of this, like, well, let's see, it could be, I could go to another firm. I could go back to school. I mean, I can't open my own law practice. And Cammy was like, hang on just one second. Yeah. And again, no agenda. She didn't, she was invested in me changing my life. Sure. Not in how I went about it. Sure. Her question was, why don't you think you can open your own law practice? Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, sounds like you have a belief that attorneys know how to run their businesses before they open law practices. And I burst out laughing for those attorneys that might be listening or those of you who work with attorneys, you know, that is actually not true. Many attorneys do not know how to run their business um, and it's chaos sometimes. So I just burst out laughing and I was like, actually, I know that's not true. And so that question, I it wasn't the same light bulb, I'm going to open my own practice, but that question and then the reflection of sounds like you believe you have to know how beforehand mm-hmm. allowed me to pause and say, I'm going to explore that option along mm-hmm. with a number of other options. That is ultimately the reason I share the story is it is ultimately what I decided to do mm-hmm. was to open up my own practice. And again, it was a life changer, game changer. It's amazing because these are the distinctions. When you those three stories, you could tell where Meg was up against it in very different ways right? Very different ways. And somebody was being with her from a place of being curious, right? Being curious, really listening to Meg. And one was her sister, one was a therapist, and one was her coach, Coach Cammie. And literally, again, no agenda, rather a commitment to Meg and believing in her. That's really, that's it. Okay. And so when you hear Meg speak to the power of the right question, please hear, and this is true, like I know this about Meg and also being a coach, you know, I always giggle sometimes when a client's like, I'm not sure if this is the answer you're looking for. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know. It's looking for your answer, (laughs) your answer, right? Because we get up against it even when we're being coached. Yeah. Is this the right one, right? Like we, that's what happens. But here's the thing. The question is never procured. It's never designed. It's never like, let me make sure I'm going to ask the right thing. It's literally a moment where you've connected, you've heard, and you've asked a question either from reflecting or what you're hearing. Yep. It sounds like you can't. That would be a question a coach is probably going to ask you a question about. And then in that moment, Meg is able to go, wait a second. Oh, now a new possibility opens up. So that's why I love so much having Meg here because the power of the right question is her jam. And and coaches all ask questions. I don't want to say that no other coach on the planet asks a question. It's that it's it's Meg, it's just like it's at her core, right? It's it's on Instagram, she is the power of the right question. You should all go follow. Let me not should. Please go follow Meg, okay? Because the power of the right question can make it, you can feel some pressure. Please don't. Please don't. It's literally 
asking a question with yeah. no agenda. I think the other thing I would add to that, Kelly, is I always, I, I suspect sometimes I really hit the nail on the head when I ask a question and my client says this, oh, you're right. Right. <laughs> and I'll, I'll have a smile on my face. Like I'm right. Like, oh, that's funny because I don't have an agenda. Like, so if I'm, yeah. if I'm reflecting or asking like, oh, so you don't want to invest in your, in your business. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're right. But I do. You're right. I should start investing in my business. And I'm like, interesting that that's shifted that for you because I don't, it doesn't, I'm, I'm curious about you. It's also okay. If you say, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that right now. And that's, what's causing me the stress or whatever it is. But when I hear my clients say, oh, you're right. I'm like, that was a good question because they don't even recognize it's them, them coming up with the idea. That's just it. Cause I think sometimes when they, when, when a client says you're right, they're essentially like saying to themselves, oh, I'm right. Like I haven't Mm -hmm. considered this right? Again, it's that mirror factor. You know, it's amazing. Absolutely. Meg, I am curious how you are currently up against it right now. And I, and Meg knew this question was coming. It's one of the reasons I brought her on today's episode because we talk all the time. (laughs) So yes, how are you currently up against it right now? Yeah. I've been thinking about this, um, because the, the, uh, coachy businesswoman in me like wants to make a, like a joke or, or protect myself. Sure. But vulnerably, you know, running my own business is challenging. It's mm-hmm. been financially challenging last mm-hmm. year and this year it's impacted my, inco- you know, my ability to earn, but also I'm married and we have a, a we have a home and things that we want to do with our lives. And, and, and in part, what, what is happening with my business impacts like the way we live our lives mm-hmm. and makes I think for many marriages, um, you know, we can be up against it. Financial discussions are never, never, very rare. Are they like, let's talk about this. So I think that, but I, the reason I know I'm up against it is this questioning of myself of like, is this the right thing? Can I do it? And that, and, and noticing I'm not believing in myself. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not sure I believe it. And so really feeling that right now, knowing how much I love the work I'm doing, yeah. And that it's, it's scary. I'm up against it right now in mm-hmm. enrollment and in um, trusting myself to put myself out there and trusting that what I need will come. Yes. Yes. And I, I'm thank you, Meg, for being willing to be vulnerable and share that because for those of you out there that are listening, I know when I talked about this, I was giving you more from a health, like where I'm up against it health wise. And as, as an entrepreneur, I 100% can relate to where Meg is right now many times. And you, you've you heard me say it in different ways. I know out there for all of you that are entrepreneurs that listen to this are probably going, oh my goodness, yes, Meg, I feel that. I feel you. Yes, yeah. stick yeah. with it, you know, um, because that is a real thing. That's That's a real thing. And whether you're in business for yourself and when you are in business for yourself and you heard Meg say it, listen, I'm I have a partner. I'm married and we have agreements, right? Like she, there's no falling back. I remember someone said that to me one time. They're like, well, at least, you know, if you're making a career change, you can fall back on your husband. I'm like, wait, let's go get him really quick and watch him. Let's, let's get his response to that. <laughs> right. I can guarantee no. if, and yes, if he were on this episode, um, that he would have a similar reaction. Of Absolutely. Like, no, <laughs> no, no, because we, 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 now we have conversations, we make agreements, right. And that's what happens. And I'll tell you, it's fascinating how we can 
turn on ourselves so incredibly quickly when that comes up. And like, like Meg, you're saying is that I'm not trusting myself, or maybe I, I don't have this belief in myself right now in this moment. And so, you know, those things, and, and here's what I know about Meg. Meg is going to, she, she will go the course. She will create, she will challenge herself. She will get coached. She, she will make it happen. There's no, like I have zero doubt. And I know what Meg is up to creating this year and it's happening. Like I have zero doubt. And I believe in Meg beyond reason. And so the things that support, sometimes you got to have some, some, some people that believe in you beyond reason before then, then you start to go, okay, now maybe I do too. (laughs) Right. But like, yeah. Absolutely. Just hearing you, I'm like, okay, I need, I need a little Kelly on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. I'm right there. I'm right there. But in, you know, here's the thing. It's the three things. It's the three things that we talked about in up against it is mindset, belief, and action. Okay. Those are the three tried and true. It, I just don't know any other way to move through it. And Meg, Meg and I can see each other right now and she's nodding her head because she knows like, this is, this is, those are the three things she's working on, right? Like, where's my mindset today? And like, where is my belief today? Where, where is it? Is it limiting me? Is it enhancing me? Right. And then where must I act? So like, that's the formula. That's the formula. And it sometimes feels like you're pushing a boulder up a hill until you get there. Right. So Meg, I just have to say that one of the things that I know without a shadow of a doubt that makes you a masterful and exceptional coach is because you are willing to be up against it and challenge yourself and keep going and moving. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, and it's, I appreciate what you said too, whether you're an entrepreneur or like I said, I work with a lot of attorneys, you're at, mm-hmm. you know, you're, it's not just for entrepreneurs. It, it Maybe all of our experiences are slightly different, but that idea of like, I, yeah, I love that image. I'm pushing this boulder up a hill, mm-hmm. whether you're working toward a promotion, trying to decide what's next, yeah. or maybe you want to go back to school, all of those things. It can be scary, especially when it feels like you're not getting the results you want. You're getting results, <laughs> but not the ones, not the ones you want. Um, yeah, it's can be very, very challenging to feel that way and to fig- to not figure out how, but like reignite the belief in yourself. Like, yes, yeah, yes, yes. It's so true. It's like we can spend a lot of time. Like, let me figure out the how, how, how. Listen, if we all knew the hows, that then we'd have it. Life would be so boring <laughs> if we knew all the hows, right? But I think that where you're going, Meg, and working with that mindset and belief and acting and constantly challenging, guess what's going to happen? The house showing up. Yep. The house shows up. Now, this is not to say that Meg doesn't have a plan. She has a plan, right, Meg? She has strategies. Yes, I do. Yeah, she has a plan. She has strategies. She's, you know, resourceful, all of that. And it takes a lot of courage to admit when we are up against it in in whatever ways, like Meg is saying. What I would love for you all to hear, Meg, I'm going to ask you this question because I know you are so excellent excellent at this. How do you help others as a coach move from being up against it to creating the realities that they want? Yeah, you know, I think really what we've been hitting on throughout our conversation today, Kelly, One of it is really believing that 
the person I'm, my client has the answers or can find them mm-hmm. or has the resources, may need to find the resource. It might be an internal resource or an external resource, right? Mm-hmm. But really coming from a place of, I'm not fixing anyone. People are coming to me that are saying, I want to create more harmony between work and personal life. I want to make partner at my law firm. I want to open um, my own business. I want to change careers, right? They're coming to me with that. So being very present with them, Mm. being very curious and asking lots of questions about how they feel, what's getting in their way. What do they see? You know, and, and, you know, we have crazy conversations in coaching like about, well, you know, it sounds like you got that voice in your head. That's telling you, you can't, you know, let's name that voice, you know, and like, it might be, Tammy or Bernard or whatever it is, you know, (laughs) that we really tap into that. Um, That's part of it is the exploration and Mm -hmm. tapping into what's really happening. Uh, Again, I'm talking with my hands so much. I'm laughing because we're on video, but like touch, I'm maybe you can hear it. I'm touching my heart, right? Like of really tapping into that. And of course, also a plan. We create a coaching plan. We have clear outcomes of what you want. And then we look at that. And I, you said this earlier, and it reminds me of when I was applying to law school, it doesn't always happen the first time. Sometimes mm-hmm. you 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 set this is what I'm going to do and you do it and you don't get the results and you have to go again. Yeah. And you have to go again or you don't do it and you go again. And I yeah. think that's really as a coach taking a stand with people to help them, support them going again and figuring out really what it is that they want and what works best for them because what worked for me might not work for you. Yeah. So true. So yeah. true. So brilliant. It's so brilliant. And it's, it's, it's effective. It's effective. I love the part where you said, listen, what works for me may not work for you, which creates that distinction in that what Meg is saying is, you know, as coaches, we know you have your answer and what she does so beautifully is pull that answer out, right? Pull that answer out. And here's what we also know is you're going to be more apt to take action on your answer than anyone else's. That's just a fact. No shooters in here. No shooters. No shooters in here. Meg, what are some of the ways that people can work with you? That's such a good question. Thank you for asking. What a powerful question. Um, (laughs) So um, right now, there's three main ways people can work with me. One way is um, through group coaching. And I'm launching um, the Powerful Pivot um, in late March, early April. And that's a small group um, coaching for um, women who are up against it and ready, they're stuck or ready for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way. Another way is I have space right now for individual coaching clients. So um, if you're not, if, if that's something that you feel excited about or feel like it could be a good fit for you, let's do it. And then the third way is I speak a lot. In fact, tomorrow I'm speaking at a law firm on time and energy management for attorneys. So I'm also available to come in and support your organization maybe through a one-off workshop or maybe through a series of workshops um, to help your team get what you want or the company wants or what the team wants to help them get there. So those are the three main ways. And the other thing I'm doing this year that's a little different is maybe you want a deep dive. You're not really sure what's next and you're not like you're in that space of, I want to explore that small piece of it. Let's work together and we can do a deep dive together, which would be more of like a half day of just being together and almost like a half day to develop. What do you really want? Why do you want it? And then getting it into a plan format. And maybe then that goes on to more coaching, or maybe you've got what you need and you move on. So that's individual as well, but 
just a slightly different way that I offer services. Nice. That's amazing. That's amazing. And how, how can people get in touch with you? So different ways. Um, one, you can sign up for my newsletter. So if you go to my website, uh, meganmoreinc.com, it pops up when you get to the website. And it's also at the bottom of the page to sign up for my newsletter. I send newsletters two to three times a month, not a ton, but I send them like, here's what's up with me. Here's what I'm offering, or here's a good tip or trick for you. You can follow me on at power of the right question on Instagram. Um, and that's loaded with fun, fun tips and tricks. Um, I, every Friday I try to leave uh, my followers with a, like a little coaching tip or hack they can use moving mm-hmm. forward. And then of course, contact me directly. Um, uh, I'm at Megan at meganmoreinc.com. Reach out to me. We can schedule a complimentary exploration call and see what might be the right fit for you. I love it. I love it. Meg is a great coach. I highly encourage you connect with her. There was something that you heard today that you're like, hmm, mm. reach out to her. She's I I have been coached by Meg. I've been coached by Meg and she is a fantastic coach. So I want to let you all know, I want to remind you everything that Meg said, if you were like, like trying to get it all written down super quick, not to worry, everything is in the show notes. So you can go right over there, click on that. They will also be on my website. So everything that she just said, we got you, we got you. Meg, I am so grateful that you came on the podcast because you know, we talk about these things all the time. And so I'm so happy that you could share these with my friends so that they could get a different perspective on being up against it and how really and truly having someone ask you the right question can be so powerful to help you move. And so, you know, here's the thing, listen to what people are asking, not telling you, asking you, asking you, because it's so important. And Meg, being vulnerable and sharing your stories I am so grateful. You are amazing. And like I said, I have no, not one, in, not not a shadow of a doubt. I believe in you. And I know this is going to be an epic year. And thank you for coming in here and sharing sharing your stories and your wisdom. They are amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Kelly. It was such a, such a treat and a pleasure. And um, I'm, yeah, I just had a great time. And thank you for, you know, inviting me on. It's been Awesome. Yes. Okay. Hey, you guys. So remember, you have a choice to lead your life or follow your circumstance or circumstances. Life is about knowing your passion, your purpose, your values. Sometimes you don't know them all at the same time, but give yourself permission to lean in and find out so that you can create an impact in your life and also the lives of others. Because remember who emerges from taking the lead in their life are going to be authentic. They're going to be vulnerable like Meg was here today and courageous and slaying the things that they want in their life. I got to tell you, it is not always going to look the way you think it's going to or supposed to. Just doesn't. So we get to trust that more always gets revealed as we move forward. So remember, take those pauses, let go of worry, let go of doubt, and live fully the best version of yourselves Thank you for listening today. Huge thank you to Meg for being here today and sharing her stories with you. I know there was great value for you. And so take this into your week. 
it is a it's just about the end of February. So take this into March and beyond. Let's go. Have a great week ahead. If it's not shaping up the way you want it to, you know the drill. Take the lead and create a fantastic one. We'll talk with you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.